the Say Something podcast is brought to you by a moment with Morris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. So that's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I am Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Peace and blessings, family. We're bringing you the Say Something podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Where we get together to talk about everything going on out here in the life and the world and the traffic out here in these streets. In these streets that are so cold. <laughs> We are bringing you episode number 57. 57, 57, 57, going to heaven. 57, we, we, we do doing our diligence. We, we stacking them up. I'd like to give a special shout out for this episode to, to a gentleman who's done, uh, he did a lot of work in the community during the course of his life. He, he is no longer with us. Born in 1937 in Shreveport, Louisiana. He is a UCLA graduate. Okay. Went to Loyola uh, Law School. He was he he was known as, as he was he was a people's champ yeah. during the course of his life, and one of the major things that he was focused on during the course of his life was the jump off back in the '70s, where he began getting involved in representing uh, Black Americans who had issues with police brutality. Yes, sir. And so, even though he lost his first case, it really sparked something in him to get involved when it came to defending the people. He then went on uh, to handle. Uh, representing some some major figures uh, of of our of our age, he uh, represented Jim Brown, represented Michael Jackson, represented all the way from Snoop Dogg to Sean Combs to to Geronimo Pratt. No doubt, you forgot OJ. I didn't get there yet. <laughs> you know, uh, and though he was really focused on on making sure any issue where it had to do with black people and issues with with police brutality, he really stepped in. He was most mainstream noted for representing Orenthal James Simpson yeah. back in, in 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 the murders of the Brentwood murders, passed due to a uh, brain tumor. So they say. So they say. Uh, back in '05, but always our brother, rest in peace in, in, in forever. Who really looked out for us in a lot of ways. If you ever thought you needed to get off and you needed to call a brother, show the love one time to one Mr. Johnny Cochran. Yes, Johnny. Big Johnny. Now, just to set it off, Johnny got killed because he was coming for Negro's reparations. Just to let you know, honest truth. I just put what was on the books first. I'm just basically saying, all right? Yeah, yeah. Johnny Cochran was, was really, really about it. Once he got himself established and got his own practice, he really made that his thing. He started champion for the idea of his thought process is, is that I want to challenge, I want to fight and champion for yeah. what I believe in and challenge what I don't. And and I think that right now in this moment, I mean, in these moments that we've have in the uh, United States, it seems like we are challenging and championing for a lot of moments. And I just want to just dive in yeah. and like, I'm amped. I'm, I'm hyped. Um, this moment of truth in Sacramento, it's been a long time coming, and let's just break down kind of the space for a second. Yeah, the reason why I, you know, give the shout out episode fifty-seven to Johnny Cochran. His, no his like I said, his big campaign was was being there for the, for for us. Yeah, you know, issues of Black Americans who had issues with police brutality, law enforcement uh, conflicts, whatever. Yeah, and right now in Sacramento, it's going to be interesting to see what this next phase is because we just had. You know, tragedy strike here in the 916. Mm -hmm. And this past Sunday, uh, a gentleman from here in Sacramento, one uh, Stephen Clark, mm -hmm. was shot down by two police officers, really 
their case wrong place wrong time is really what 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 the 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 narratives that they're trying to put up yeah uh but the 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 fact is is that the shooting of unarmed americans just across the board by by law enforcement has been an issue that has been coming out more prevalently over the last 20 25 years yes sir black americans real specifically because there's this this idea that if you're you're there's a presumed degree of guilt if you're black yeah all in so what justifies fearful for my life what justifies he could have had a weapon yeah what justifies he did not comply he did he had a hoodie all that sort of stuff is because of this pre-existing narrative that if you're black you're inherently criminal yes if you're black you're a savage if you're black you're a thug yes and so uh this brother was was shot in his grandparents backyard where he was staying so more or less he was shot at home yes sir uh, because he was coming through the, the, the backyard. The police were saying that they were looking for an individual who was vandalizing cars. So that there was cases of, of several cars that had the windows broken. Yeah. And they were looking for that suspect. That in turn led them to Brother Stephen Clark. Uh, because where he was at, the, the helicopter going over noticed a body. Yeah. And that body jumped the fence to where he was going home, came around the back. Police gave chase into the backyard where he was then there. I saw the footage. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the footage. Yeah, I've seen the footage. Uh, and so going into his backyard, you can find the footage anywhere on YouTube. Uh, he was in the backyard by the house. They're yelling, you know, show me your hands, show me your hands. The vantage point that I saw, and this was the part that was that was crucial to me, is that they were behind the side of the house. Think yes, a 90 degree angle. They're on the side of the house. He's in the backyard. They're yelling, show me your hands under the protection of the side of the house. Yeah. He they're facing the same direction. So it's not like he, he wasn't facing them when the, when the shots fired. You know, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly what so they're all facing the same direction. He from the helicopter footage, he's going down to the ground like he's already starting to go to the knees going downward as you hear shots going out because when the cops started yelling gun. The problem that I have, not only this whole situation, but what I'm fearful of is that I've seen this movie before. Yes, yes. And yes. the idea of uh, we yelled, show me your hands, that justified it. Yes. Uh, they said originally he had a gun. They found out that not to be true. They said he had a crowbar. That wasn't true. They a said toolbar. He, well, toolbar. A toolbar. <laughs> I don't even know what a toolbar yeah, is. Right. Uh, I guess anything that's a bar could be used as a tool, so exactly. I, I don't know what that even right. means. And then they found that he just had a cell phone. I think that where we're at now and what we, we're saying something about is that uh, are we just tired of seeing this movie. Um, I think that in a lot of moments like this, the unfortunate piece is kind of, again, the narrative that has started out because I've been on the scene. Um, me and uh, community leaders have... Uh, come out to represent the family and represent our community in these moments. The unfortunate part about my job is that these moments happen too often and then me, myself, and so many others are smack down in the middle, whether it's locally or nationally. Um, but here is the moment of truth, as I've been saying, uh, that Sacramento now has to challenge exactly what Sacramento has said was going to be a new era in policing, right? You have an incident like this and the formalities of it from the beginning of when the first line of information came out was 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 shaky. It was like, OK, you know, really, actually, it sounded more like, OK, the police saw somebody and they took care of business. Right. Yeah. But then as 
things got a little bit more uh, a detail, it got murky. It went from the toolbar, it went from the gun, then it went from um, cell phone, it went from lunging, right? Yeah. Well, it said that he lunged at him, so in a sense, in a mind, you're like, okay, he tried to attack a police. Well, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> you and I, black men who've lived here for a little bit of time, and knowing the history of police and um, black men, yeah. when has ever a black man without any kind of weapon ever lunge and even with the weapon has ever tried to attack the police especially if they had nothing to lose like this man wasn't on any kind of paperwork he wasn't running from a murder yeah. or um he wasn't a fugitive so what would be the reason for him to lunge especially if there is one of him and there's two of them yeah right so you're creating a narrative that already creates a gray area there's either the lie, the truth, and then there's a story. You got three of these things going out. So now we as a community, the family, they're waiting um, for the video to come out so we can get more clarification on what's going on. When you see the video, and I watched it with my daughter, um, I was just embarrassed because I'm in support of what ever kind of real quality change that the Sacramento Policing Department is trying to do under the regime of Chief Han because I know him, right? Okay. In the level of saying that I trust them, hell no. But I'm optimistic to say, I understand how this works. If y'all want to do something that's epic and create this relationship that has never been, Throughout history, there's never been a relationship between um, police and the black community. It's been a more or less, uh, uh, what I would say, it's been advocated to where they have dictated to us how they're going to rule over us. Yeah. They've been the oppressor. So it's not a relationship, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was optimistic. Like, okay, well, let's see what this works because you guys haven't given us everything we wanted, but we fought for a lot. And... I guess we can compromise. Okay. But to me, a black face on uh, a, a person doesn't mean that that person is going to take the values of me as a black man or um, the black women or the black children. Now, it's just another blue. face. He's, he's, he's bleeding. That's blue. the bottom line. He's You're bleeding, bleeding blue at the end of the day. Yeah. You have a badge. So that makes you think on a level where it's different than I am thinking. So as I first heard Han's statement, then I see the video. I'm saying to myself, like, you wanted it to look something different, but you know in the back of your mind it's going to be the same old relative shit. No. And the reality, it's the same old relative shit. And all I could see is when you are hearing a person say, show me your hands, gun, within seconds, yeah. and you're kind of hitting the corner like you're ambushing someone. One, how does that person even have the opportunity to respond because you're saying two things at one particular time? You're saying, hands of gun. What do I, I don't, I don't even know what's going on at this particular time. Yeah. And then what you're doing is you're allowing that partner that hears you say, as you are throwing out the command, you're hearing gun, automatically I'm going to shoot. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that overall, the, the, the moment that we're in, it also shows excessive force 
it shows negligence from the police to try to figure out if one, he was a suspect, if two, were they really in um, danger at that moment, and three, where were all the things that us as a community pushed to get um, non-lethal weapons to be the first piece of access to uh, uh, engage in these, these situations, especially being so dark to where... If you use a non-lethal weapon, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. We wouldn't have this national conversation. We would have a young man, remind you, who has two children that no longer have a father. And I think this gets um, missing in the link that this young man was going to his grandparents' house, knocking on the door, trying to beat back to his home, and then trying to see his kids the next day. Yeah, okay, so a couple points to, to, to touch on that. And a few things that, that I was watching when I started seeing the responses and the reactions to this thing. So the, the first narrative that comes out when it comes to a police shooting is that the, the person did not comply with a direct order from law enforcement. Just so we're clear on what comply means. Comply simply means do you do what you're told to do when you're told to do it? The problem with that is, is that if you don't know you're being, it's you, that's the first part. Because the, the, the linchpin of this is the suspect. If he's not the one out there breaking windows, there's no reason for him to believe that the police are coming for him. <laughs> so when people tell you, did you comply? Imagine the fact is if you walked out of a store or you're walking down the street or walk out of your home and somebody screams, get on the ground. The first thing you're probably trying to register is, are you talking to me? <laughs> so if I come out and yell, get on the ground or turn around or hey you or what are you doing? If you're not aware that I'm even speaking to you yeah. and you don't do what I just told you to do, yeah. you are now not complying with the direct order. Yeah. So the, the margin of complicity is extremely small. Yeah. The idea that he was the, the suspect and he was on the run. Once again, if he's not the one breaking windows, he's not running from them. Yes. So the, all this stuff is contingent on this idea, this presumed narrative that he is a criminal. Mm -hmm. You have to base everything that their thought process is that this is the guy. This is a criminal for vandalism. Yes. This is a vandalism situation yes. that you are responding to with 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 lethal force. They acted as judge, jury, and execution on the spot. And, and why people talk about, well, this is this is a training issue. It's not a training issue. It has no idea. Because and, and, and I just want to just also say, when folks also talk about, well, we need more black police officers on the force. One of the shooters was a black police officer. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. So those parts, that part too. And first, the fact of the matter is, what is a Shout out to Angela Rye. All you your skin folk ain't your kin folk. Oh, most definitely. So just because somebody is black does not still necessarily mean that they rec recognize you. Not at all. So the old days, they used to have a law enforcement person used to live near where they patrolled yeah. because you're familiar with the culture of where it is that you're at. And a lot of people equate culture necessarily to your race or your ethnicity. But culture is simply the environment in which you're in. Jumping into your backyard to get into the house is a culture that some people are familiar Most with. Most definitely. If you're from other areas, other walks of life, jumping in the backyard to get into the house is not a part of your culture. Yes. You, you like, why would you go through the backyard? But for some of us, hey, I'm going to lock the front door, come through the backyard, I'll leave the sliding glass door open for yeah. you. Or come through the garage and you can come into the house. Yeah. Those are some cultural things that if you're not familiar with, you these can look shady to you. That's why it's important to have law enforcement who are familiar with your environment. But with him specifically, 
if, if the case is, is that you're looking for somebody for vandalism, like that, that's the, the, the end. That's the worst thing. We're not even looking at he They're not even stealing cars. They're looking for somebody who's breaking windows. Yeah. You follow somebody to the backyard. You've got the protection of the side of the house. You're saying get down. Like I said, I watched the video where the dude was starting to get down. This whole lunging at him yeah. stuff. I don't even know where that even came from. <laughs> because that, it's, it's called we're trying to create this cover up. Yeah. So now we get to the point to where the shooting happens disrespectfully. I get the whole procedure. You have to cuff them even after you shoot them. It looks which cold. is crazy. It looks right. cold, but yeah. but I get procedure wise that way. So I'm saying where we're at now. So so we, we, we shift over to the next. This has happened. Yeah. What our response is, because like I said, we've seen this movie. We, we, we've watched it. it. It's played out. I would hate to think that Stephen Clark is just another hashtag that we put up there with with. Uh, out Sterling, that we put up there with Sandra Bland, that we put with, with, with Jameer Rice, Mike and, Brown, and just, Gardner. Yeah, and, and just go down the line. If it's a new police chief, it's supposed to be a new system, a new regime. New attitude. New attitude, all that. Uh, I, I, I'm i not optimistic that I'm going to see anything different. Well, I think that because it started off bad and it's, it's, it's creating that narrative where now folks... Because there is a gray area to it, right? It yeah. was dark. Um, and then when you have our mayor who's had this delusional statement and unfortunately put one of our community leaders, Pastor Les Simmons, shout out to my brother, um, who's holding it down, who was with the family all day, who actually had um, the duty with some other community leaders. I think also Miss Jackie Rose, um, shouts out to her as well, uh, to watch the video. Yeah. To watch the video with the family before the, the public got it. And um, he was in that space. We were supposed to do an interview uh, with 97.5. Shouts out to uh, Richard Owens and uh, uh, Mark Harris and uh, Mama Harris that uh, really uh, got deep into the conversation. And uh, I always appreciate when we have somewhat of some black media to cover and we can create our own narrative because the narrative has all been shifted to um, why did this kid do this? Why was the kid doing that? Yeah. Instead of being the fact that, well, why did the police use excessive force? And that has always been the reason why we have not been able to get prosecutions. Because once you're creating this this idea that, there, uh, well, this could have been justified because of A, B, and C. Yeah. And then you go into the, the, the blue book, as I call it, the uh, Police Bill of Rights, where... The littlest and smallest things that you and I think in common sense, w w the world would be like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, that's going to be freaking uh, prosecution, no doubt. But fine print that says in the blue book, aka the police bill of rights, it says this and that, yeah. which protects these law officers for whatever and however. Where we move from is understanding that attacking our mayor, uh, attacking the police, the police chief, is, is just an angle the real fight comes when we have to start dismantling and rewriting or take out certain things that's in that police bill of rights. What we have to start doing is creating that pressure pot against the uh, police union and start holding the fire to the DA. Because at the end of the day, though the chief plays an integral part into this, yeah. uh, the DA is the one that has to bring up the charts. The DA is the one that has to implement, okay, well, you know what, we're going to go ahead and, 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 and put these guys on trial. There needs to be a prosecution, blase, blase. Yeah. So the moment that we're in is 
One, going back to 2014 when I was on the front line with so many different community um, advocates of police brutality. Of course, they had that incident. Um, Shots out to Tef Poe and all the folks out there in um, St. Louis. Uh, They built the whole Ferguson movement, right? And um, as we know historically, this is nothing new. For all my OG heads that I've talked to and ancestors that have been giving me game, um, you know, I know it's been nothing new because we remember Rodney King, but then also in history, we remember the 60s. Yeah. You know, we remember the, the yeah. 20s. Like I said, I see, and, we've seen this movie see, before. And then at the same time, let's do some historical um, um, breakdown that what the police were in the beginning of time, their origin was slave patrol. Bottom line, this is to be true. When you see all these different things happening, now we're at this moment of truth going to 2014. Uh, our former mayor, Kevin Johnson, once claimed that this would never happen in Sacramento. We claimed that it would. And um, I was very vocal, like saying Sacramento ain't no different than Ferguson. We had one of our major national moments uh, with the Joseph Mann case in 2016. Uh, uh, BLM was was integral in, in pushing that as well as other community leaders to 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 get some 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 uh, uh, change pushed. Right. Yeah. And um, the fact that. We got a little bit from a lot that we were asking. Here we are now in 2018 when there's been a call of duty from 2014 when people like myself were up in the front saying, hey, y'all, we have to look at this policing. They gave us a police commission with no power. Hey, y'all, we got to look at this policing. We got body cameras. But now... We have all these different things and they still haven't worked. Why? Because no one has still got prosecuted. Right. The Joseph Mann case, a video of a cop saying drive and and hit this motherfucker. This cop gets uh, let go from the force. But, you know, they don't get charged. You know, you just lose your job. You just lose your job. And then, of course, you get a chief that resigns. And then they say, you know what? We're going to go do one better. We're going to give you guys what you want. We're going to give you black people a black chief so you can believe that things are going to be different. And listen, listen, I'm going to be very clear when I say this. Just because it's a black face doesn't mean it has black values. And a lot of the time, these black faces have white intentions. Be very, very clear. Because folks feel that, oh, we have a black president. That means everything's going to be different for black people. It's not true. Once these people, whether they're Asian, they're Latino, black, once they put this badge on, they become blue. And blue is a culture. It's a gang. The biggest gang that we have here in America. And they're almost untouchable because of the laws they had in the blue book, the Police Bill of Rights, a powerful police union, and a DA that ain't going to prosecute them for shit if they don't have to. So when you stream on where we go from here, we have to be more strategic on how we attack the system, not the individuals, but the system. The hurt that I have for this young man, because I work with young people, with you, um, my, our brother Gino, and others, every day when we create these MOBs and, and we really try to uh, spread our love and we work with these young people, pushing them for greatness. The fact that this young man, because he was living in Metaview, an area that police feel they have to oppress because it may be one of the sketchier areas that they could assassinate, they can execute this young man before figuring out what this young man was doing, if that young man had relatives, or if that young man was going to his own home, it's sickening because 
they are going to try to paint such a picture to the people that they were justified. They're going to try to paint such a picture that we should trust them. They're going to try to paint a picture that us as people are confused on what we saw. What we saw was a young man get gunned down. What we saw was excessive force. What I did not see was any kind of compassion, any thought process, or any good communication to let the young man understand what was going on in that moment. Okay, so one good thing to, to go along with that is to talk about on the communication side. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed it. You know, I'm a little slow sometimes. You know, I'm going off of my, my high school education and my limited units of, of my community college. Uh, did you hear the phrase police? No. Because you hear stop, you hear hey, you hear show me your hands, yeah. you hear, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, the basic levels of communication and clarification. If you're, because this is the part like why I was like to, to address is because the, the backlash that he's going to get is, is this narrative. Yeah. And we have this negative narrative about us that that is it's primarily what leads to us get to our problems like we have to be mindful of everything about it let me start this way it's not a procedural thing and the reason why i say it's not procedural when it comes to law enforcement is because you can watch how this is addressed versus how that is addressed yes, so we just had the austin texas bomb this is a person who was sending bomb packages in austin yep. uh and, and the first couple of ones didn't even hit national news because of the victims. Yes. And it wasn't until that, that FedEx issue. And they were black victims. Yeah. The in first a black, were black victims. And it was the FedEx issue where they really started doing they do. Because it was about to blow, blow up FedEx. Yeah. So by the time the police addressed this bomber, uh, they, they figured out who he was, watched him, fell back. They were like, oh, eh, let, let's hang back and, and see before we, we, we move forward. He got in his car to leave. They followed from a distance. Waited until he pulled on the side of the road. SWAT came on the scene. They still fell back. As SWAT started to move up closely, that's when he detonated the bomb, quote unquote, and, and killed himself. Every step of procedure was done for their benefit and without trying to do lethal force to take this bombing suspect. Remember, but, a bombing suspect that has already killed two people and injured two more. Yeah. So he was known to be known to be dangerous in their eyes. This is the bomber. This person is dangerous. I'm fearful for my life. So don't rush in. Fall back. Wait till you get back up. Okay, we got back up. He's on the move. Don't rush him. He gets in the car, drives, fall back from a distance. Wait till he pulls over. Surround the car. Set up the perimeter. Set the situation. Then he ultimately killed himself because he had all, all, all the pressure on him. All that behavior to me is fearful for my life yeah. i'm coming at this we're gonna do all the steps in proper channels if you are so terrified of something to happen to you as you run into the dark where you can't see yeah. with a person that that you don't know what he's got or what he's doing where was the call for backup yeah where was the perimeter yeah where was the hey you got eyes on him to yeah. the helicopter where was anything this idea of i'm gonna run after this dude i'm gonna get him because he's a black suspect is is that worst case scenario he's probably got he's probably got a gun <laughs> and if i shoot him that's another that's another criminal off the street yeah. they don't police us the same as they police other people and this idea like i said if you're black you're inherently criminal you 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 automatically are dangerous uh they were trying to bring up they said oh he had a uh, prior prior felonies yeah so they try to speak about the kid as if any of that Matters. had anything to do with that moment yeah so if we're at the point where we're at now is we're saying, okay, 
we this this incident happened. We're we gonna hold the DA to the fire. We're we gonna we address to. the 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 police department. What is it on our end on day to day life? Because that's the the part that what we get with this is when an incident happens with other groups, they go systemic. The laws need to be changed. Stuff needs to be banned. When it happens to us, we're supposed to move differently. He we, he should they should have had lights on the side yep. of the house. Yeah. That that front doorbell should have worked. Yep. He shouldn't have jumped the fence. Yep. Like he like this is stuff that we have to do. So if we understand that there's going to be some systemic change that need to happen. What is it we doing? I mean, how well, do we I, protect I, our? You know what I'm saying? I, I, no, everything that you said is spot on. Shouts out to uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I see you, Chuck. What's up with you, boy? <laughs> the mobs in the building. Um, paper game, Chuck. Uh, that's my brother right there. He called me. He was one of the first people to call me. And he was like, bro, what you want me to do? I said, man, just, you know, fall back. We're trying to get the information. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about a community. Um, when they know that you're doing the work, me and my brother go back a long time and um, had some real moments and respect the level of what you're doing. Just got to throw that out yeah. there. Give them a shout out and love. But now, because guess what, folks? We are live. Yeah. It's dope, right? Going back to what we as black people have to do to stop this anti-blackness against black folk. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's right? a, it Truly, is an anti-black um, campaign. I mean, bottom line, because when you talk about Austin, um, if I could go before I even go deeper into that piece, let's go into the Florida situation. Right. Okay. You got the Florida situation. White boy go in there. He, he's killing. He's killed 17 people. Yes. It's not even a suspect. This is the shooter. This is the guy. Yeah. 17 young people, old people dead. He gets apprehended without a scar, without a black eye. Uh, 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 without any incident yeah. after he shoots. On top of that, you have some police officers that are afraid to even go inside to engage in combat with him. Yeah. And now we get to hear his narrative. He was a lost soul. He was this. He was a troubled youth. What happened to Mr. Clark, a.k.a. Zoe, to a lot of his friends, he was an alum um, uh, Sack High. I don't know if he graduated there, but he shared that same school of my daughter and a lot of my other kids that I've mentored who are sick to their stomach about this right yeah. now. And shouts out to all them that have really been on their social uh, uh, activism campaign. I'm going to tell y'all, if y'all listening, y'all paying attention, please keep doing what y'all doing. Don't listen to the rhetoric and the hate. This is the reason why I go so hard because it could be any one of us at any given Sunday because these race warriors, uh, as my brother Gino would say, they don't care. These race soldiers, as my brother Gino uh, would say, they don't mind taking a black life. So when you see this contradiction of how law is worked with white privilege and um, black genocide, you ask yourself, whenever someone is trying to break it down to make it make sense, as yeah. you stated, they never said they were police officers. We're in that point where we were like, it's the police. Let me get some kind of understanding to how am I supposed to know that you're not from the other side and I'm getting ambushed. Anything. Because we know that for folks that don't understand, there's a war in South Sac. There's a war in areas of Oak Park, right? You don't know what's going on. It's the middle of the night. I don't know who's, who is this person. I don't know what this is, right? Yeah. So... You don't present yourself. But when you're saying, hands up, gun, right there, like, I'm confused. I don't even know what direction. You're saying, hands up, I'm putting my hands up, gun, and now I'm getting executed for, for me moving. The anti-blackness is real. 
And I think this moment has to show people in Sacramento that were comfortable, you people, that were very comfortable in their position and always wanted to be police uh, apologetics. Uh, always wanted to be, well, let's frame these guys, they're not all bad. And frame the work of, well, we need more black police officers. We had a black police officer right there, right? Yeah. He was one of the shooters. And then the simple fact that as as we're getting this information, you mute the camera. Well, why the camera was mute? We'll now find out probably later on, oh, well, that's what they do oftentimes. Well, we didn't know that. I thought we just going to keep on rolling. We yeah. want to hear everything. Yeah. We want to see everything. All the unedited Unedited. Footage. The bottom the line is. The deleted scenes. Let me see all that. This young man with two kids was executed for no apparent reason. And there was excessive force. So if you want to now create the narrative of he was breaking into cars, he was stealing. First of all, where's the merchandise? Secondly, are we now killing burglars? I go into another story that happened here in Sacramento. February 27th, a man, oh, it happened to be a Latino man. But see, the thing that the Latinos have over black people, though they're people of color, they have pale face. You know what I'm saying? They have pale skin. So he could be maybe white. He could be Latino. You don't necessarily know, right? Um, he was in East Sacramento. He had a knife. Police apprehended him in the knife. They saw he was acting erratic. They brought him to the hospital. He escaped from the hospital. They gave chase. He ended up wrestling with one of the police officers. It gets even better. He ends up getting a gun from one of the police officers and he starts shooting at the police officer. I put this on my Facebook page. This happened February 27th, 2018 here in Sacramento in East Sacramento. As you know, we East Sacramento is big, yeah. but I would be uh, 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 reluctant to argue um, East Sacramento to Meadowview. That's why I say these things are not uh, policy, it's preference. So when you look at these contradictions and then let me go deeper into now where we have a, another divide between community and police and I should say the black community the people of color the people that understand what oppression means you have us what um, I want to say earlier in the month or at the towards the end of the month just sessions came out and we're all fighting for the immigrants. You got the mayor, you got council, you got everybody there. It was a kumbaya moment. We're going to fight for our brothers and sisters. And remind you, immigrants are black people as well. Um, we're going to stand together. There's a march down and everyone's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now we just had a brother who just got killed, a black male that just got killed. And you have a delusional mayor saying that he doesn't see. And he's watched it several times. That the police acted indifferent, that they used excessive force, that they pretty much were justified in their actions. Not saying the simple fact that, well, this was probably not be the way that I would have handled the situation. Because at the end of the day, if he was a burglary suspect, let's yeah. say that, okay. he did not deserve execution. Yeah. You now have a mayor speaking out. And then trying to uh, uh, um, create this idea that we need to be together and we need now to heal and we need to support each other. How can we support murderers that you are now condoning? Because when you look at it, the negligence of the police, the ignorance of the police, it's all in display. They didn't use their common sense. What they did use is we're here in a bad area. 
uh, allegedly. Uh, we know he's a suspect, allegedly. He has a black hood. He's black. He has to have a weapon. Yeah. And now that the mayor has spoken up, it's now created a narrative that, wait a minute, weren't you the same guy that was standing up and saying this is what we have to do to protect our immigrants? Well, what about protecting the black people here in America? What about protecting the black youth here in America, black men here in America, the black women here in America, excuse me, the black people here in Sacramento? So are we going to now have a rally cry for that or we're already creating that divide of it's us against you we are siding with the police because we believe that the police were in all rights to do what they did to protect themselves but there was no one to protect and, and and save this young man what happened to mr clark was not protected served he got served his death sentences just in a few seconds right in the back of his grandparents house and that's tragic okay something that we we have to make sure that we uh, address as a whole when it comes to some of the situations what we deal with when it comes to law enforcement talk about historically about how originally law enforcement was put into place to protect property uh, of of property owners speak that truth king break that down so all your your law enforcement agency in the beginning is i need you to protect my property and, and it wasn't even necessarily, I need you to police black people. Protect my, my property. property. So, One more time. Protect, protect my, my property. property. That's what you're here for. You are here to regulate the laws that are on you the You Negroes are property. Keep going. Which bro. is what the basis of it was. So they weren't, the law enforcement didn't care that they were slaves because they were black. You were the property of this person. And by that virtue is you why You were the property of Eric Washington. So... Where we're at now, and I say it all the time when it addresses things in America, this is a capitalist society. Yeah, bottom it is, line. It is a capitalist system, meaning money makes everything work. Yes, sir. Everything is a dollar value. This whole idea, I think that we like to romanticize and say that, oh man, it's protect and serve looking out for the people. Looking out to make sure everybody's good. Making sure everybody's safe. No, it's a dollar value. Mm. If it don't make dollars, it, it don't, don't make, make sense. sense. And the reason why... Uh, all the money that's tied in to when law enforcement supports somebody to, to be elected yeah. is why the elected official doesn't turn around and turn back on, on those Not supporters. And when it comes to other groups that have a stronger economic base, there is an actual real world repercussion for messing with them. Yes, sir. If you mess with Asians in this area, they have a strong economic base. Yes, sir. There will be real world backlash in the sense of either A, uh, you ain't gonna be elected no more. Uh, or B, we're gonna start throwing, stop throwing our funding towards what you want to get done, yeah. and that by sure virtue will get rid of you. Mm -hmm. Like the, if you, the Latino population, huge in this area, they have a strong economic base, and that's why they're pushing um, to sit there and look at this immigration here in California yeah. just for that. We don't have um, some immigration control. Uh, over here, uh, shoot, if they got ICE coming over here, man, Sacramento's going to shut down. You're going to have to deal with it. Our LBGT community is huge here with a strong economic base. They done got part of the city renamed. Yes, sir. You know, because of, of what they do economically as a unit, we don't have a strong economic base. Yes, sir. There is no real world repercussion no, to messing with us. Not at all. No one's going to, there's no industry that's going to shut, be shut down. Yeah. There's no major funding that's going to stop going into the capital. Yes, sir. There's no elected official whose budget is going to be drastically decreased because no. black folks ain't messing with no. them no more. No. That, that is the system that keeps everything moving. It is 
much as we want to personalize everything, talk about do this for me because we cool, do this on the strength, whatever, until we come together and establish that strong economic base to where there's actually something because we'll get in our feelings and we'll get our emotions and we'll speak our peace and we'll talk about how we we're upset and what we want to be different. But money is what makes this machine move. And if we don't have collected interest, we don't have an economic base. We, we there's nothing that goes on right now. If black people said shut it down, like whatever it is that we do, stop doing it. That that you feel the world stop. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying like like there's no Oprah can sit there and say everything I'm attached to, shut it down. Tyler Perry can say shut it down. Mm-hmm. Puffy can say shut it down. The world will keep spinning. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like we, we're we not in charge of banking. We're not the ones that funding the school districts. We're not the ones that are involved in industry. Like, we're going to continue to be treated like we are because we're individuals. Yes. And you can treat an individual however you want to. Mm-hmm. When we align ourselves with each other and actually create that base, mm-hmm. where that actually create that community, not only how we feel good with each other, but where it matters in this system, where we can put leverage on people who are in office, yeah. we can leverage people out. We can say, if you don't take care of this stuff, like this situation here, look, we'll throw all our resources and supporters into whoever's running against you to make sure you never get elected again. Yep. We don't have that collected interest to even make that threat. Yep. Like, we're going to have to realize that we keep going outside of ourselves. Y'all need to fix this. Y'all need to get this changed. And this is this is the part that I, I was looking at. What can we do? Because we're going to have to lean on them to make their part systemically. We need to come together more than just emotional bonding and more than just, you know, supporting each other. We got this movie's going to keep replaying itself (laughs) until we change the script. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to keep getting remade. It's like a Superman movie. Just every every five, six years. It's Spider-Man. Every five, six years. It's just a a new cast. Same story. You know, we're going to have to start doing some stuff differently if we want to see something differently happen. I mean, and and the, the idea that you know, this story becomes deeper than just the young man being shot. This story becomes the fact that what are we as black people going to do to prevent this thing from happening? Yeah. How was the police so uh, um, comfortable with coming into our community? Everything that I have stated and I've said that you have said that we have done in our community, doing our black empowerments, uh, our economics on purpose, has been to show folks that the dominant society only cares about those who are going to help continue to prosper in this dominant yeah. society, right? If folks don't understand that the key to this whole thing is power, and we try to run around from that, and, 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 and you know, I say black power matters, we say black lives, it's almost like we're begging for our lives to be spared. And that's not a knock against the black lives movement, not at all. But I'm just saying, in a sense, that we are continuing to say the same thing to the same oppressors that have done this for centuries. 400 years plus of enslavement. And we have sat there and said, well, since we built this country... Don't you think that we should get a little something, something? They said, you're here in America. You're free. And we accept that. Instead of saying, what the fuck is our reparations? Okay, well, something that goes right along with that is, is so a phrase that, that we use when we do business stuff, regardless of what it is. The phrase is, make it make sense. Yeah, and, and, and so, what? Go ahead. So, so whenever there's a, a deal to be made, whenever there's an arrangement somebody wants, make it make sense. Yeah. If we're going to a dominant power structure to say we want things to be different. Yeah. The idea's got to be, why should I change a system that's working for me? And, and that 
So <laughs> make it make sense. If 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 you can come to the table with something at the table no. that makes it make sense for me to do something differently by way of okay, y'all got all this 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 pooled resources over here. Yeah. It's gonna affect my bottom line yes, to treat yes, you how I want yes. to. Or it may be more advantageous to work with you instead of them. Yeah. Because what you bring to the table is greater than that group. Yeah. Uh, there's there needs make it make sense. We keep coming to the table with feelings. Yeah. We emotions. Come, yeah, we, I mean, we come to a business meeting with, with feelings. feelings. We, we're emotional. We're rea- reactionary. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, after this, I know me, you, and a lot of our people, and shout out to all the folks that are tuning in right now, we're going to stay in revolutionary mode to keep on pushing to folks that don't want to hear, to keep on showing and representing black excellence unapologetically, and understanding where we're at. I mean, black people, I mean, let me clearly state this. We are prisoners of war. Why are you trying to pretend that when we quote unquote were uh, freed, uh, that we were now walking into the graces of a Graceland? No, no, because every time a black person has moved forward, they've been redlined. They've uh, been uh, blackballed. They've been bombed. They've been mass incarcerated. They've been assassinated. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the list goes on. And they've been gentrified. What do you need to see, Negroes, from the time of Mr. Clark being assassinated where you really believe that there's a thing called equality? What? Equality? We're fighting for equality when we need to be chasing the equity. And equity is creating our own infrastructures that is supporting our own businesses that is saying that street that the young man lived on. Guess what? It had about seven churches, no black businesses except for churches and probably more down that strip. People know what I'm talking about. Where are the black businesses at? You have a food desert. I remember when we had a um, press conference and last summer there was a shooting that took place that was a major moment here in Sacramento and I spoke truth to power and I said when I look at this community all I see is oppression and um, towards the right of me over the, the, the freeway there's this new place called the Delta Shore when I look at the Delta Shore I see opportunity if we don't see this as a bigger thing than just the killing of another black man we continue to lose sight on what we really truly need to do. And that's the moment where I need for us to get to. This continues to happen if we continue to rely on a system that was created to never let us in. If it was created to let us in, then we would have to amend the amendments. Because nothing has changed in these ideas and these philosophies through law, through ideas. When you see white people who feel they have this privilege to kind of do and say whatever they want. Folks know what's about, but I think that we've gotten in this 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 poison, and, and and it's no disrespect to Martin Luther King, this poison that we overly get pushed every January or every time something happens, they show Martin Luther King, so that is our hero. I take you back to when you and I were growing up. All heroes that we saw were white guys. We can go to the Mel Gibsons. We can go to the Arnold Schwarzeneggers. We can go to the Sylvester Stallones, whether they're Rocky movie, Commando, uh, you know, yeah. Rambo, you know what I'm saying? Mel Gibson, whatever. You saw white heroism. But then when you saw how what Black Panther did to the mindset of black people, right? Yeah. You saw black people want to embrace heroism 
looking like ourselves. So for us to imagine black heroism is for us to put our capes on and start being heroes in our own community. Stop waiting for someone that is not going to do nothing but gentrify your community and move you out. A few Negroes will be able to stay and, and, and put you in a box. Well, hey, Negro, you're one of those good black people. Now, those guys, I don't really know. Yeah, and, and, and something going with what you're saying is something that we have to be serious and intentional about is that you take Black Panther, billion dollars, we, we all behind it. The, ma the major message to make sure that we embrace is not wanting to be Black, black Panther, but it's about creating an actual Wakanda. Yeah. Like the, the individualism of I got my paper, I got my spot, I got my stuff. Is, is going to be worthless and useless if there's no Wakanda, if there's no community, if there's no village. Because if, if you liken to where we're at, we're like that kid who gets bullied in school. Mm -hmm. Every time you come to school, you can expect to get pressed for your lunch money. Yep. You know who doesn't get bullied? The kid who's got six big brothers. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one who's got six big brothers yeah. not only does he not get bullied, bullied but they ask it. him if he needs anything exactly. exactly so 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 what we need to do as black people is stop being bullied and at this right point right now we are in a domestic violent relationship yeah. with 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 um you know the i don't want to say white america but i mean I uncle, uncle, that. uncle sam is getting his ike turn yeah exactly i mean we've been we've been tina and they've been ike um we Take this value of the hero in Black Panther, but let's stretch it with what Ryan did in that movie, Wakanda, that experience, that idea. I mean, even to be honest with you, Stan Lane, the white guy, because he's the one that created the, uh, uh, the comic uh, book. Lee. Stan, yeah, Lee. Stan yeah, yeah. Lee. So he was trying to help us out. Hey, guys. You know, because it was pretty hot back then. I want to take a look at this. You might want to take a look <laughs> at what you guys could do. So I think the ideas have always been there. And folks say, well, if we do create something, they'll just blow it up and they'll burn it down. But let it burn. Let it burn. But the fact that we created can be the fact that we defended it. And okay. I'd rather go out defending my own as a soldier than rather be a coward and okay. not build it. And, and let's just put a little light on that because that's a, a, something that needs to get light on that too. If you go back to the Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, that, the, the incident where there was a prominent and prosperous black community that was airbombed with uh, crop dust and planes that, yeah. that, that the neighboring town came by and went door to door robbing and, and killing and burning down uh, a community of, of black people. That was not a, okay, I'm going to drop my head and walk away. No. We took guns to the streets, yeah. and it was a shootout like the OK Corral. Yep. Like, th the fact is, is that black people didn't just take that L. No. You know, and, and history has this real, this revisionist history that we like to talk about. Well, they just came and took it from us. No. They just came and bombed. No, no. it was guns blazing, yeah. and it was looking like the final scene of Young Guns. Yeah. And the the idea that we have to be fearful that, well, whatever we build, they'll come and knock down our little sandcastle. That's, ridic that's ridiculous. Okay, well, that's like saying I'm, I'm not going to fight back I anyway. Yeah. Well, if I fight back, they're going to hit me because he hit oh. me before. So I'm just going to take this ass whooping on the daily. Yeah. That's all a matter of how you want to live. That's I don't think that's the way that, that either one of us are cool with. Yeah. But I think that for where we're at now, we have to recognize how important it is for that for us to stand together. Not only in solidarity for this brother and, and all those when these stories come out, but we have to understand that we have to take this a step further and say the reason why these things can happen mm -hmm. is because we exist within an economic system that is rooted in capitalism is a competitive relationship. Yeah. So just just I know just the, the visual. 
A competitive relationship simply means imagine a foot race. Whoever comes in last is the one who's got to, who's got to get the brunt of all the problems. Mm-hmm. So you have all these other groups who are running side by side in a foot race, race who ultimately realize that I may not be able to come in first. I just have to be ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So all these relationships that we like to think that are well th- th- advantageous to us, they are running the same race. Yes, Only sir. they're focused on their lane and we keep focusing on everybody else's mm-hmm. until we get to the point to where we say that this is what we need to do for us. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we're good. We need to focus on what we need to get done and create a base, create a structure, create an environment that breeds for us, like like stuff that we can create equity, that we can have that base where we can get some leverage. We are that individual out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, are, we are that kid who's going to get bullied every day because everybody knows if you knock him on his ass, no one's coming to see you about it. Yeah. If you do something to him, ain't nobody going to knock on your door. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to wait for you at 3 o'clock after school. Yeah. You know, we have to come together where they realize now he got seven, eight, nine, ten brothers and they will come see you at 3 o'clock. And, and that's not going and selling folks to go out there with guns a-blazing no. and start knocking on police door. And <laughs> no. We ain't saying that. It means we need to come together. We need to come and, together. I, no, no, hold on a second. I, yeah, you right, Queen. Deborah Cummings, Queen, you know. DPH, shouts out to Queen. Yeah, you're right. We got to come together. You know, we live right now, so I'm going to go answer some of these questions. I see you, Margo, no doubt. Um, now, the NAACP, uh, Betty Williams, she's 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 uh, she's on it. She knows what's going on. She's going to tap in. Um, you know, Queen uh, Carter was on there, too, you know what I'm saying? Um, and she was talking about the economic piece. And the economic piece is uh, huge. But at the same time, like what we're saying is, and this by no, uh, uh, this by no, uh, disrespect to the life of the young man and his family but I think that in the perspective of what we have to look at and be able to um, kind of engage is, is a conversation that we have to have of why these things keep happening yeah. and it's not because he didn't um, you know re, uh, kind of take directions or he, you know he was wearing a hoodie it's because that's what these folks have been designed to do have been trained to do keep us in line by any means necessary and because we don't have infrastructures that can fully affect though we do have access um we don't have those brave souls that will do what Colin Kaepernick did right because when we, when we talked about it and we've talked about it for anybody that's stepped on our show for the first time thank you guys for tuning in but here's the bottom line when we uh, discussed some of these things that Colin Kaepernick did and some of the other aspects, but what Colin Kaepernick really pushed and how he got banned, you and I said here, and I was very adamant because I talked about this with the Donald Sterling thing um, with the LA Clippers when his uh, uh, his uh, conversation came out and his, his racist tone and everything. I sat there and I said, what the Negroes need to do is sit out. What the Negroes need to do is boycott. Not us, Johnny come lately, Johnny fan, because at the end of the day, you and I don't watch a few games. Oh, we're going to boycott. It it doesn't doesn't really do nothing. It don't do nothing, right? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the money is already gone already. So it doesn't matter. You know, it may do. uh, No, it doesn't really affect it because at the end of the day, Super Bowl ratings were still Super Bowl ratings, right? But what has to happen is those folks that have access, like, 
the, the, the ball players, these entertainers, you got to stop going to their Grammys. You got to go up there when you're getting a Grammy award, pick up a trash can and dump it, say this doesn't matter and walk off the stage. Right. You have to sit there and have a situation that happens to one of our black brothers and sisters. Right. And say, guess what? You know what? Because we see our people that that look like us, that we've grown up with being brutalized and being attacked and, 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 and there's no accountability for that, we're not going to play today. These things have to be a real movement and push because guess what? It affects the pockets, right? You you, you start messing with folks' money, folks are starting to start asking questions and folks are going to start wanting to hear you out a little bit different. That's why the NFL was so frustrated with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, but they didn't take it further. The only way you get any respect and I break it down the bottom line of just a simple of relationship. If you and I were in a relationship, would we want to have one or two cars? Two. Why? So each has their own car. Why would we want to have two cars? I mean, we live with each other now. We don't do 100% of things at the same time. So it would just it make, would make more sense, sense, right? And at the end of the day, when you decide to leave, you don't have the power over me. To take that car and I have the inability to now make the moves that I need to make. Yeah. So the fact that we are living in a society and, 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 and we really think that this equality is a reality where it's about, well, okay, you know what, babe, sounds good, you know, but I'm going to keep my Porsche. <laughs> you got your Jetta. Cool. Got that. Because just in case, though I love you, just in case shit gets north, guess what? I have my own shit. And if folks don't understand having your own creates a power base, being able to sit there and say when um, folks are coming, oh, you want to go to a black restaurant? Here's these 15 dope black restaurants. Here is these uh, uh, five black banks. Well, here is this black hospital. Well, here's this black grocery store. Yeah. But the Negroes can only sit there and say, well, here are all these black salons. Here are all these black barbershops. Well, there's all the black churches in every area. Do you really think that's power when a lot of these uh, um, things are based on individuals, right? You're not going to church to pray for me. You're going to church to pray for yourself and hopefully you'll get into church. Yeah. You're not going to the hair salon to be pretty for me. You're getting pretty for yourself. You're not going to the barbershop to get your hair cut for me. You're doing it for yourself. It creates individualism. So when you are looking at what we're where we're at and in this chaos that we're in, the way we fix it is supporting and building with each other unapologetically. We don't got to be friends, but we have to start creating a power base. Hold the Negroes that we have in office and make sure if they ain't black, check what? Guess what? You are going to push our agenda. Black people need to get their black agenda in order, get their house in order before we start screaming and begging for someone to change their mind that have their mind already made up. Yeah, we are the only group of people that keeps pushing for fairness or cries foul. Like every other group, and it's not to give them pub as being better, but there's a recognition of. This is how this machine works. We're the ones that keep trying. To, we, we keep wanting to like Monopoly. We don't like the rules, the way that the game is. We don't make our own rules as we play it. Everybody else recognizes they stay within these lines. You know, we're looking for, you know, they're not coming. <laughs> like, like, just I mean, just keep it real. Like, like Superman's not coming in. 
You fall out that building, he's not going to grab you two inches before you hit the pavement. And and no disrespect to all my church folks, Jesus ain't coming to save us as well. We have Spoiler to save alert. ourselves. Spoiler alert. Jesus ain't coming. So at this stage, for this existence, I ain't going to talk about your afterlife or what goes on and that because I can't speak nothing to that. But in this existence, we're going to have to come together mm -hmm. and, and quit cheating it like it's an option. Quit treating it like it like it's, well, if I feel like it. Because what we see all the time repeatedly, like I said, I've seen this movie over and over and over again, is because this individuality is what's killing us. With zero leverage, with, with, with zero equity, with, with zero weight to throw. You know, they, they took out the steam of the players kneeling because the players took the check. Exactly. They took the money. And said, we'll stop and shut it down. Exactly. And All left one individual hanging in the to wind. hanging in the wind. So the, the fact is, is that when we see these things spill out in the street and they'll go through their process and they'll sit there and say, we'll, we'll look at this and we'll go to that. Um, in their eyes, they're not going to change because it doesn't make sense to change. They're not going to redo policy because there's no reason to redo policy. In an economic system, in a capitalist society where money makes the machine move. Make this is a business decision. Make it make sense. We need to come to the table as the entity that we are, with the resources that we have, and the amazing people that we are, and, and create something for us that not only sustains who we are and what we need, but can actually put can put real world pressure on these other entities so we don't have as many tragedies like this happening, like seems to keep happening to us. And everybody tells us that you know we're the ones that are at fault, that we're always making the mistake and what we need to do differently yes and i just want to just you know make sure that um condolences continue to go out to the family we're going to yeah. continue to support the family um let's keep this narrative black people that this was excessive force being used and uh, we don't want to move from that narrative um this should be another eye-opening another awake moment but we can't continue to have these awake moments until we start reflecting on let's do the build moments and um uh it's just it's, it's sad that tragedies have to continue to remind us that we are prisoners of war, that we are in a war field. It doesn't matter uh, what kind of black you think you are. You think that you're an elitist black. You think you're an athlete black, entertainer black. You think you're a hood black. You know, you just think that you're a regular, everyday, middle class black, um, a politician black. Uh, you're not exempt. Um, no. well, you're not exempt if you're a woman. You're not exempt if you're a child. You're definitely not exempt as a black male. And if there's not extermination, even your own will try to exterminate you in this process that look like you, that you think that should be the same blood. This should open your eyes to see the reality. This young man, I want to end it by saying this. This young man was going to his grandparents' house trying to get in the door and was assassinated, executed, and the back of his grandparents' house. He leaves two kids. He leaves uh, a mother of his child that now has to fend for those two babies. And as those babies grow up, they will always and forever have a jaded perspective of police. So if the police officers or the individuals don't see that perspective of the trauma that is being faced by black people every day and the trauma that those children are going to have to deal with. And when they are now acting up in school, the people that are now going to have to take care of those kids, like folks like myself and other community leaders, you are so far into understanding the cries of the people but I'm telling my people let us not cry let us fight back but let us fight back strategically and let us fight back unapologetically and let us prepare because we are at war
these are the things that we need to pay attention to, that we need to be focused on, that we need to make sure that we don't just let that this brother pass and just be a hashtag that we remember until the summer, until another incident happens, that we have to be involved and engaged on a day-to-day basis. It needs to become routine to build together, to work together, to appreciate one another and to champion for those who are with us and challenge those that who are not. And these are things that we need to address, that we need to focus on, that we need to say something about. Yes, sir. Mr. Axius, everybody at home, where can folks find you online? Uh, you know, Barry Axius on Facebook. Shouts out to all my people that tuned in. I appreciate y'all. I see you. I see you, Melissa, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I feel you. We got to get back to that Black Panther shit. Real talk. Um, uh, Facebook, Barry Axius, of course. Instagram, at Team Boy. And then... Um, www.blackblueprintswithaz.com make sure you support black businesses and also make sure that you come because we have to start pushing this black agenda heavy um support what's going on we have a a um rally we have a protest today at the capitol uh blm and other community leaders are pushing this movement um and it's going to be at the capitol for three to seven and uh, it's going to be definitely a moment in time of truth so come out support that and you know listen to the show I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook, every other social media platform at J Morris CEO. I'm Jermaine Morris here with Barry Axis has been the Say Something Podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> and until next show, rest in peace, Stephen Clark. Yes, sir. Rest in peace, King. And we'll holler at you later. Indeed. <laughs>